This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Over 2 million men worldwide choose Manscaped for all their below-the-waist needs. For those that love the Lawnmower 3.0, well, I got news for you. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0. The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. The new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim all through additional guards lengths, sizes 1 through 4. And looks wise, it's sleek with a two-tone matte and gloss finish, even features a hot foil stamp, black chrome Manscaped logo. Show your more off loud and proud. Go to manscaped.com, use the promo code State of Saints, and you will save 20% off of the lawnmower 4.0, as well as other Manscaped items. That's manscaped.com. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. And on this edition of the State of the Saints podcast, I'm really excited about this, folks, because we are broadcasting live on all of the streaming outlets that we have here, man, from Unapologetic Podcast, from the State of the Game, from the State of the Saints all the different platforms, man, because we're going to be talking about the New Orleans Saints, of course, because this is the, the main, the main source right here, the State of the Saints podcast. But we're going to be talking about some of the hottest topics in all of sports. But first, the main topic we're going to be addressing, of course, is why aren't the New Orleans Saints getting any type of respect uh, from the national media when it comes to this season? And this actually stemmed from something that I seen that, that happened online. Um, I, I told everybody I've been, you know, trying to get back on Twitter, trying to see what's going on. Because quite honestly, man, I mean, I'm on Twitter, but I'm not really on Twitter. So I really don't really follow too much about what's going on. But I've had opportunity uh, to go on Twitter and I seen same safety C.J. Garner Johnson. And he posted he posted something that I, I thought that was a very very interesting, man. This was actually a, a power ranking here. Uh, you know, and the, the power ranking was the best odds to win the NFC. And I'm looking at some of these names right here, man. I'm looking at some of these teams, as you can look on the screen, and you see that the New Orleans Saints are placed at number seven. But you see some very interesting names above them that you have to wonder to yourself, like, 
Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's it's very, very interesting here. So, of course, uh, C.J. Garner-Johnson was talking about how the Saints aren't going to get any respect. And you had cornerback Marshawn Lattimore says, that's why we got to turn up and we're not worried about what they got to say. Of course, me as a Saints fan, I just don't understand why you have people that are, you know, under the timeline of C.J. Garner-Johnson saying, oh, it's over for the Saints. They threw they ain't never going to win that no more. Drew gone, this, that, and the third. And, you know, it's very, very frustrating to me. When people come to me as a Saints fan or present this evidence to Saints fans, and you know for a fact that it's just something that they actually heard or a narrative that they heard that they feel like they can cling on to so they can run with and, and say these things to Saints fans. Because they are really honestly believing wholeheartedly with everything that they have that the New Orleans Saints still in this day and age over the last few years, all they had was Drew Brees. And we know as Saints fans, we know for a fact, we know for a fact that this isn't true. That's, that's the most frustrating thing about all of this with that nation. When you when somebody feeds you some nonsense, you know for a fact is not true. It just ticks you off. Like they really are running with this narrative as if the Saints are just going to fall off a cliff because Drew Brees is gone. And and I don't even blame them, man, because look, I'm, I might step on some toes here on the State of the Saints podcast on this edition, but quite honestly, I do not care. Some people really don't know that much about football. They feel like they're giving you their own take. But in reality, they're giving you the take of these mainstream media and the people that they follow. And we all know, man, people don't try to go for the truth no more. They don't. People align themselves with things that they want to feel is the truth. So if you're a Falcon fan, right? You want to listen to anybody that is going to tell you how much the Falcons are so much better than the Saints and how the Saints are going to fall off a cliff. Why? Because you want so desperately for that to be your narrative. And now you have these clueless analyst individuals. And I'm not talking about the people that we see on TV, but these clueless casual fans out there that run with this narrative and tell you whether or nothing without Drew Brees. They're nothing. It's over for y'all. It's over. I've heard this on so many occasions, man. I was actually, I actually had the privilege, man. Shouts out to my college professor, Dr. Henderson. He actually came down to Myrtle Beach. And I had an opportunity to go out there and chop it up with him, man. You know what I'm saying? Went up there and saw him. And he had somebody with him that was a Chicago Bears fan. You know, he was like, uh, he was asking me about the show and stuff like that. My college professor and the guy overheard me. And he was like, so you're a Saints fan? I said, yeah. I said, that hard Saints fan. Got my own podcast, doing my thing, whatever. He was like, well, y'all ain't going to be nothing without Drew Brees. I'm like, what the hell have you been watching? I mean, you should know firsthand. Your team got their ass beat by Teddy Bridgewater. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. What are we doing here? Drew Brees did not play when Teddy Bridgewater was the quarterback for the team and Teddy Bridgewater let, let your squad up without Drew Brees. The Saints over the last two seasons, you can honestly make an argument, okay? There were nine games, right? There were nine games that were played without Drew Brees. You know what I'm saying? Nine games. 
and that nine in a nine game span where they had a starting quarterback, they were eight and one, eight and one. That is incredible. So I don't understand why people just believe in their heart of hearts and their mind of minds and their spirit of spirits that the Saints are just going to fall off a cliff. What are you watching? And then another thing, man, if I'm showing Peyton, I'm feeling so disrespected today. I'm feeling so disrespected because what in the world do they think I've been doing for the last 15 years? What the hell do they think I've been doing to try to make this team better? What they think I've been doing to try to put pieces around Drew Brees because I'm realizing that, you know what I'm saying, he, he's starting to wind down. I, I just don't understand it. I don't understand the disrespect for, for Sean Payton and his coaching staff. I don't understand how you can have guys like, you know, Mickey Loomis and Kyle Harley and guys like this be executives of the year, and all of a sudden you just think that the Saints are just going to surprisingly, shockingly fall off a cliff. Do they not understand that this is a good football team that we're watching right now? The Saints have five primetime games, five. You don't put a good legitimate team on television five times if you don't feel like people want to see them play. I mean, I mean the, the disrespect, the disrespect, man. Let me, let's go over this list real quick. And I apologize, I'm covering it. You know what I'm saying? I'm covering my face, but I'm pretty sure y'all still can hear me, right? So let's go ahead and start with the best eyes to win the NFC. Okay, the Buccaneers, I can understand they're the Super Bowl champions. You got to give them that respect. Okay, the Rams. We don't know what the Rams are going to do. Okay, the Rams, they play pretty good defense. Offensively, you got Matthew Stafford. I like them. Not too upset about that position. They always play the Saints tough. It's always coming down, nip and tuck. Sean McVay, Sean Payton always, you know, you know, coach their best games offensively when they play one another. You got the 49ers who struggled all season long, and you were doubt one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL. Now he's the head coach of the Jets and Robert Sala. So you don't know how they're going to be defensively. And we've seen teams who have really good defenses and their defensive coordinators league. You see the team take a step back. Can I interest you in Vic Fanzio when he was the defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears? He goes to the Denver Broncos. Excuse me, but the Chicago Bears defense wasn't as fearsome as it was when he was there. So you don't know what that's going to be. The Packers, you don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. Aaron Rodgers just came out and said, we'll see. We don't even know if he's going to play week one. So you're telling me how everybody's been criticizing the way Jordan Love has been playing football and how he's been throwing the football and how he's been practicing. You're telling me that the Saints can't beat the Packers week one? And oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. The Dallas freaking Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys. The epitome of average. They, they, they couldn't play defense to save their mama life or rank number five. This is a prime example of this media bias, this nostalgia act that's going on in the National Football League. We understand that you guys want to make excuses to talk about the Cowboys. The Cowboys have proven that they can win games. The Cowboys have proven that they can put all of the talent around them as they possibly can. But they still lay an egg and they still fail to make the playoffs. Rather, Dak Prescott throwing for 5,000 yards is completely irrelevant. You got Ezekiel Elliott looking like a mere shell of himself. You got a defensive team. That, that can't play no defense. 
secondary can't stop nobody and have not been anything since Ryan Marinelli and Chris Richard were there. So how in the hell can you put the Cowboys in front of the Saints? And the Seahawks, to me, is a toss-up. I like the Seahawks. I can understand that. But putting the Saints at seventh is the most disrespectful thing I have ever seen in my entire life. Let's look at this list one more time. The Saints beat the, the Buccaneers twice in the regular season. They beat the 49ers, almost beat the Packers if Taysom Hill would have held on to the football. The Cowboys are a joke. They beat the Seattle Seahawks the last time they played them. So what in the world are, is the media thinking with this nonsensical BS ranking that they actually have? What are they thinking? This is nothing. This is nothing more than the media trying to create a narrative. They want to create the narrative that, like, honestly, I, I'll say it, forget it. The national media does not like talking about teams like the Saints. They do not. They do not like talking about teams that they consider small market, that, that has a history of probably not being successful. Because I, I told y'all on the last edition of the State of the Saints podcast, they love nostalgia in this country. They love to push nostalgia. I just told y'all, they're making a brand new movie on Clifford the Big Red Dog. I remember Clifford the Big Red Dog. I used to watch him on a projector screen in the library at Lorraine Hansberry Elementary School where Miss Grant the Librarian used to put it up there. I remember when, the, when, when we used to have uh, the book fair. I remember buying books when I was four and five years old of Clifford the Big Red Dog. I remember when my mom was talking about when she was young, she was watching Scooby-Doo. I had twin cousins who were born in 1997 were in love with Scooby-Doo. We love nostalgia. So they like to push this narrative. And you look at teams like the Jags and you look at teams like the, you know what I'm saying, like the Saints. You look at teams, you know what I'm saying, that, that, that like the Buffalo Bills and all these other teams that are on the come up, they do not like talking about these teams. So what do they do? Oh, we got to push the narrative. We got to push ratings. And we already seen that ESPN is full of garbage. I mean, I mean, have y'all not seen what's been going on with that? I'm sorry, folks. I know I'm probably going to make a lot of my friends over there in that, on that, in that, that work in that company upset, but I could care less. We seen, okay? I, I, I cannot hide what I saw. I'm sorry, okay? We see that they're actually having a conversation with one of their analysts about them trying to clean up their act when it comes to certain things. So we all know if they are going to go those lengths to try to clean things up, what are they trying to do when it comes to them talking about these same teams every single segment? Now, I'm, I mean, honestly, man, there's no way in the world, like honestly, objectively, should the Dallas Cowboys be talked about more than a Saints, a Saints football team that has won more regular season games in the last four years. And don't give me that stuff about, well, when the Saints, uh, when they make it to the playoffs, they just fail. What? I mean, what did the Dallas Cowboys do? That's the whole narrative that they push. That's the whole narrative that they push. The Cowboys, they, they hype them up all season. They make them a borderline Super Bowl contender. Also, they can talk about them two, three, four, five segments in a row. So you're telling me that they're worth more talked about. They're, they're worth talking about more than a Buffalo Bills team that just won the AFC for the first time, and I don't know God knows how long. That they're more worth talking about than the Cleveland Browns, who have been the epitome of mediocrity, the epitome of suck. I'm sorry, Cleveland fans, but it's true. 
You're telling me that the Cowboys are worth talking more than Baker Mayfield and a Cleveland Brown and Kevin Stefanski turn around a franchise? Are you telling me that they're worth talking about more than a guy like Brian Flores out there in Miami who have turned that team into an incredible defense and was on the brink of a playoff appearance? But yet here we go talking about the Dallas Cowboys, a team that won about four or five games. I got more hands than they won games. You know what I'm saying? I got more fingers than they had won games this season. Last season, excuse me. And this is what they tried to push down our throats. This is what they try to tell us as fans that we need to buy into. Miss me with this nonsense, man. Miss me with this nonsense. I'm tired of people trying to use these different power rankings and these analytics and this and this pro football focus mumbo jumbo in order for them to try to create narratives so they can so they can book shows lazily, lazily, very lazy. And they want us to believe what they're selling. No, 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 no. Look, tell that to somebody else that don't understand Nielsen ratings. Tell that to somebody that don't have meetings in broadcasting every quarter talking about the ratings and what we can do to try to push shows. So miss me with that. And and, and don't talk to me about, oh, my goodness. Well, that's what people want to hear. No, 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 no. Okay? People want to hear... People want to hear what, you, what you're, you're telling them. They trust you to tell them what they need to hear. But as long as we continue to go down this rabbit hole of nonsensical BS, like, we're never going to get anywhere. You're not going to tell me that you have six other teams in the NFC that are better than the New Orleans Saints. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you try to push when it comes to the quarterback position. The fact of the matter is this. Put some respect on that on that team name. If you're going to do the same thing for the 49ers, right? Jimmy Garoppolo, struggle. We don't know what Trey Lance is going to do. They have a brand new quarterback, but you're expecting them to go out there and play good defense and have good leadership. So what's the difference between the Saints and the 49ers? Knock it off. I'm sorry I went on that rant, folks, but it is what it is, man. Knock it off. Man, don't pee in the air and tell me it's raining. I can see what the media is trying to do. You're not going to tell me, oh, well, the Saints, they don't know they're having a quarterback competition. Huh? Isn't the 49ers having a quarterback competition? Last time I heard, wasn't the Green Bay Packers having a quarterback competition? We don't know what Aaron Aaron Rodgers is going to do. Knock it off. Let me get to the comments. Sean, thank you very much for the $5. Says they're always betting on the Saints to lose on TV. It's got to be the point that I don't even watch anymore. Man, I'm tired of the nonsense, okay? Look, I just want some, I want some unbiased journalism going on right here. I, I Look, if you're good at what you do, if you're good, if you're talented, you're the best at your craft, and you're one of the best, people are going to feel you any way it go. Any way it goes. If you're good at what you do, people are going to buy what you're trying to sell them. Well, you're basically not trying to sell them anything because there's passion behind it. I'm just sick of this, man. Like, I get it. I understand ratings and all that kind of stuff, and you have to have sponsors, and you want those Kraft macaroni and cheese commercials to come through. I get it. But don't mess with my intelligence and make me believe that everybody in America just loves to hear cowboy stories. They love to hear cowboy stories because that's what y'all pushing. Y'all forcing it down the throats of the establishment. So what's going to happen? It's rather some people are going to love it because they fans, and some people are going to just – Man, just wish that the bad things happen to this team because y'all keep 
making us feel like we have to care about them. That's not how things work. You can do that with you. Like, honestly, you can do that with virtually anything. Don't believe me? Where my wrestling fans at? How many of us as as, as been watching wrestling our whole entire life? How many of us seen Vince McMahon push Hulk Hogan? You know what I'm saying? To a point where he almost started getting booed. How many of us seen him push guys like John Cena to a point where we were just tired of watching him? How many times we seen him push a guy like Roman Reigns, who, you know what I'm saying, people like seeing him now, but before all this, they, they didn't like it. They're like, man, what this dude get out of my face, man? Try trying to convince me that this guy is good. So it's all of a sudden you're going to turn this some people into fans or you're going to turn people into like, man, man, I hope this dude lose. Like, get out of here. What are we talking about here, folks? You know what I'm saying? This, this, this whole smoke and mirrors game that they got going on in the media, man, is laughable. And when you can actually see what's going on, it just ticks you off. It just ticks you off when people's intelligence get insulted. What are we doing, man? Like, what, 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 what is happening? What is going on, folks? I mean, somebody please explain to me what in the heck is going on? Why do they think that we are just that gullible? Like, do we not, do they think we have not seen what this team has done in the last four years? You can't just disrespect the team like this and expect anybody to just go up here. You, you can't just go up here and just feel like people are going to accept that. Hell no. TJ's goodness. Thank you very much for the $200 says, oh my. <laughs> Look, man, I'm sorry, man, but I'm fired up. I'm fired up on this episode, as y'all can see, because this is enough is enough. Enough is enough. I, I'm I'm tired of it, man. I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of the nonsense, man. I'm stroll down a little bit, and I do apologize if, um, if you see, you know, I have not read your comments. Feel free to put it back down there again, so I'll be able to read it, and then we'll probably take a few calls. Okay. I want to thank Sam uh, for becoming a new supporter of the State of Saints podcast. He says Cleveland Buffalo Saints; those teams are going to make a lot of noise. I agree. I agree, and they should be talked about, Sam. They should be talked about. It's as simple as that. That's all I'm saying, man. If, if 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 somebody, just imagine if your kid is a straight A student, right? Doing all the right things, perfect attendance, straight A student. You want your child to be recognized, right? You want them to be recognized for being a good student. You want them to be recognized for all the things they have done well. Now, just imagine people like, well, you know, like, well, this this person had straight A's a couple of years ago and they're just known in the school for being a, a really smart student. So, they, I mean, like, give, give my kids some credit for doing all the right things. Give this squad some credit for being a legitimate team. I don't understand why every single year we have to be at this point to a fact where the Saints would be somewhere as low as 14 and have to move their way all the way up. But all these other teams get the benefit of the doubt. I, I really don't understand. How can you look at the New Orleans Saints football team Say, oh, well, they don't know what they're going to have at quarterback. I mean, did I not hear Jimmy Garoppolo having a history of being injured? Did I not hear Jimmy Garoppolo struggling on the field? Did I not hear trade rumors about Jimmy Garoppolo earlier in the season last year? Did I not hear Kyle Shanahan moonwalk like Michael Jackson at the 25th annual Motown Music Awards? I mean, did I not see that? Do I not see that they actually – have, I mean, they drafted a quarterback that a lot of people consider the future of a franchise very early in the draft. So I'm not the smartest man in the world. But when you tell me Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston are in a quarterback competition, 
doesn't that make Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo in the same situation? So how do they get the benefit of the doubt? How can they be ranked so high, but the Saints aren't? How? I'm, I'm, somebody makes sense for it. Like, somebody makes sense out of that for me. I'm not even trying to sound like a homer, but somebody please make sense out of that for me. Please. That's all I'm asking. What up, TJ? The Saints are the best team in the NFL. Look, Reggie, I'm not even going to go that far. I'm not even going to go that far and say they're the best team in the NFL. I'm not. Look, I love the Saints. Do I want them to be the best team in the NFL when it's all said and done? Absolutely. But I'm not going to jump out the window and say they're the best, but they definitely don't deserve to be number seven in the NFC. They definitely are top five team in the NFL. I mean, what happened to the benefit of the doubt? What happened? What happened to that? What happened to we only can go by what a team did last year? Now we're we are like all of a sudden, oh, this team going to be better than this team because they're supposed to be because they got Trey Lance and according to pro football focus and analytics, and then you like, come knock it off. Saints beat the 49ers regardless of how you want to look at it. No matter how you want to look at it, you can talk, man, Nick Mullins. I can care less if they had Nick Mullins, uh, you know what I'm saying, Nick Saban. You know what I'm saying? I don't care who they had. Nick Toon. It don't matter. The Saints beat them. You give these guys the benefit of the doubt. Cowboys, like, oh, man, the disrespect of putting the Dallas Cowboys in anybody top five in the NFC when they have proven over the last 28 years of their existence that they are the epitome of failures. Living off the glory years of 1995. Living off the glory years of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air season finale, 1995. The first Friday coming out in 1995. Are you kidding me? That's what we, we give them the benefit of the doubt? Oh, the star. When when they open up the roof so God can look down on the cop. Man, look, miss me with all that Roger the Dodger. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like Drew Pierce and stuff. Those days are gone. Okay. What I see when I look at the Cowboys, I'm looking at these boys, you know what I'm saying? I'm looking at these boys screw up in key moments. I'm looking at these boys screw up in the first half, then all of a sudden handle their business in the second half, but it's a little bit too late. I'm looking at garbage time stats. I'm looking at guys padding stats. I'm looking at a team that can't stop a nosebleed, but yet they top five. Somebody please explain that to me. The most underachieving I mean, overrated franchise in the last 30 years of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, look, Cowboy fans, y'all can love y'all team all you want to. You can love them, man, uh, uh, blue and white, oh, the Cowboys, y'all scared, like, y'all jealous. What the hell are we jealous of? What the hell are we jealous of? The Cowboys? I'm je- I, Look, I'll be jealous of a lot of things, right? You know what I'm saying? I can be jealous of a lot of things. Cowboys ain't one of them. I, I mean, look, I don't even, bro, <laughs> what, the, like, honestly, man, this is like dating a beautiful woman or a handsome guy and somebody that's not even on that level. And I don't want to be sound so vain, but it is what it is. It's like, say, oh, you want me? What? What? You Don't you see this beautiful human being that I'm with right now? You think I'm going to jeopardize that for you? Knock it off, man. Cowboys, man, please. 
What are we doing, man? Cowboy. Jealous of the Dallas Cowboy. Can't make sense out of things that don't make sense. Man, you ain't lying about that. My goodness. I like to watch some good Cowboy games, but I don't have a VCR. (laughs) The Saints have set the standard the last two years in terms of being able to win without their big-time quarterback. And that's the thing right there. And that's the reason why, Brandon, I feel like they need to give the Saints credit. Because we have not seen a team be as functional and win as much when they don't have their franchise quarterback in the game. We ain't seeing this. When the last time y'all seen some stuff like this, man? Huh? When the last time y'all seen some stuff like this? Somebody, somebody tell me. When the last time y'all seen like them, like not one, but two quarterbacks come in and win more games than they lose? Ridiculous. I hear this every day at work. Y'all ain't going to be nothing without Drew Brees, but don't sleep on that family. When Drew was hurt, we still won games with Teddy and Taysom. My team is built who that Saints nation. And this is what they say. This is the cop out. Well, we got to see it for a whole season. We got to see it through the whole totality. Man, I ain't never heard the word totality used so much in my entire life. Miss me with that. This is a good football team. Stop moving the goalposts. Stop moving it. Stop moving the goalposts. You know what I'm saying? If somebody win the game, this is like playing 21. Or for my New Orleans people out there, this is like playing hustle. First person to 21. Then all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? Like, we ain't going to 21. We going to 24. When that person get 21. Then they get 24. Man, we ain't going to get 24. We going to 27. Man, let's just go ahead and go to 30 because ain't nobody out here waiting. Melt that. I won. The game is 21. The game is hustle. I won. Give me my credit. Put some respect on my name. I mean, put some respect on this team name. Put some respect on the Saints. That's all I'm saying. And I don't even feel like a homer here. Some people are like, man, you're saying that because you're a fan. No, look at the numbers. Look at the stats. Look at the facts. You know what I'm saying? I ain't talking about the manipulative stats that they have people talking and give people something to talk about for this dead time that we have between the, you know what I'm saying, the offseason and, and, and training camp. No. For the last four years, this team has won more games than any other team in the National Football League. Last time I checked, that means that that team is pretty damn good, no matter the circumstances. We have seen it like, and I want you, I want to put this into perspective for all my people out here that may not be Saints fans. I want you, I, I want to educate y'all. Some of my Saints fans out here, y'all know where I'm going. The Saints, over the last few years, have had their starting quarterback, you know what I'm saying, the leader of their team, missed nine games. They have had the guy who had 149 receptions, more receptions than any other wide receiver in the history of the NFL in one season. He missed at least about six or seven games. You had Alvin Kamara, who was playing about at 70% in 2019, and yet the Saints still went to the playoffs. You had the New Orleans Saints in one game, had both of their starting cornerbacks miss a game, and had P.J. Williams and Patrick Robinson on one side, respectively. And they won. The Saints, who didn't have no number one receiver, took an undrafted free agent out of Tennessee and Marquez Callaway 
and had him with almost 100 yards receiving. This is a team that had a guy like Latavius Murray, the backup to Alvin Kamara, come in a game against the Chicago Bears and rush for 119 yards and had him averaging 159 yards from scrimmage. This is a team that had David Ayamada and had Sheldon Rankins out of the lineup only to have two undrafted free agents and Malcolm Roach, Shot Tuttle start, and they still held the team less than 100 yards. I say that to say this, folks. Any circumstances that the Saints have been faced with over the last two seasons, they have been able to overcome. When Drew Brees went down over that stretch, that five-game stretch, the Saints were a top-five defense. So what that tells you right there, that this team, no matter what adversity faced them, they still a damn good football team. So for them to say that just because Drew has retired, rolled off into the sunset, this team is no longer going to be worth talking about is straight asinine. What team can you think of that have went through these type of circumstances, folks, and have still been able to manage and win football games despite the circumstances? I see... I seen Patrick Mahomes dislocate his kneecap. And the Kansas City Chiefs couldn't wait to get this guy back. Had to rush him back. I seen Jimmy Garoppolo get hurt. I seen Dak Prescott get hurt. I seen all these different quarterbacks that get hurt. One or two players miss a game. And the team just falls off a cliff. And yet the New Orleans Saints elevate their game. Really live by the next man up mentality. Win football games and they and, and, and they get punished for it. Somebody help me make sense out of that. Yeah, I'm attacking these idiots, disrespecting the Saints, man. Bump them boys, man. Stop it, bro. You killing them. I'm just being real. I wouldn't hate the Cowboys if it weren't for Jerry Jones. Yeah, man. Look, he's just trying to turn it into a circus, man. That's what's all that is. I live for seeing Stephen A. Smith rip the Cowboys after the usual loss. Uh, time for a few voodoo dolls. Well, don't need no voodoo dolls, man. I mean, ain't no need. If we talk about the Cowboys, why waste your money? If we talk about the Falcons, why waste your money? You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they doing, you know, they doing better. Just you would think that somebody already have a voodoo doll somewhere in that facility. Uh, Abby says the Cowboys won three playoff games in the past 30 years and we get disrupted, disrespected, man. Last time we probably, <laughs> Jeff Hotsteller. Yeah, you got to go back. I agree, TJ. They need to give us credit, but also to be fair, we also need to step and win in the playoffs, man. Four and, four years, 49 wins, and not once a uh, Super Bowl. Come on. Clay, look, I get it. I get it. And you heard me talk about this, but here's the thing. That does not defeat the fact that this team needs to get talked about because, Clay, I don't know if you just got here, but that's the whole stick about the Cowboys, right? Picking them as a Super Bowl contender, thinking that they're going to live up to expectations only to see them fail in key moments, only to see them fail to yet to reach the playoffs, not reach the playoffs, rather, see them in the playoffs, be a one seed, and fail. That's the whole stick. And yet they will talk about them as if, they just won a Super Bowl. All I'm saying is this. I don't care. 
if, if the Saints got 49 wins, they're a good football team. They're worth the topic of conversation. Even if you want to create that narrative, fine. But they deserve to be talked about. They deserve to be respected. I, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. They, look, anytime I hear the Saints being talked about on, on mainstream sports shows, it's always to talk about the opposite team that they're playing against, right? So if the Saints are playing the Bucs, like I give you an example. The Sunday night football game when the Saints blew out the Buccaneers. They talked about the Buccaneers the entire time. They gave very little credit to the New Orleans Saints. It was all about what the Bucs did wrong in the game. Not giving the Saints no type of credit. If they played the, the, the Cowboys, same situation. They talk about the calamities that happened on the other side of the football. Not giving no credit to the Saints team to neutral, that neutralized the opponent. Like, that don't make sense to me. It, it don't. Tampa ranked number one because NFL loved Tom Brady. They won the Super Bowl. They beat an injured Saints team in the divisional round. They should have lost. Yo, Green Bay, they beat a trash Chiefs O-line. Look, I have no problem with the Bucs being number one. They deserve that. I'm sorry. May not want to hear it, but it's true. They won a Super Bowl. You give the champions credit. You give them credit. But at the same time, you give the other teams credit, too, that were good the previous season, just like you've given them champs credit. The Cowboys over the Saints. I mean, I, I cannot believe this. Man, these people have some nerves disrespecting us like that. Man, I have no clue what the hell's going on with that. Uh, they stay hating on the Saints. Man, that's the understatement of, of the decade. Allen, thank you very much for 499. Says last four years, it was need to get rid of Drew. Now he's gone. We ain't doing nothing. Uh, Saints carried Drew for a few years, not Drew, to be honest. I mean, look, everybody understands that Drew wasn't what he once was when he was in his prime. He was His career was starting to wind down. The Saints were kind of building teams, you know, to be able to adjust to, you know, the limitations of Drew, you know, rather getting guys that can get yards after the catch, rather getting guys, you know what I'm saying, that were speedy guys where he can, you know, be a little bit elusive in the backfield when it comes to wide receiver screens and the screens in and, and, and general. I get it. But, man, it, I'm, I'm just so tired of disrespect, man. I'm just tired of disrespect. Uh, I'm about to go ahead and open up the phone lines, man. Uh, I, once again, uh, thank you all for tuning in. I really do appreciate that. Um, only thing, once again, I just ask everybody to keep their calls at a minimum. You know, when individuals uh, come in, I just want to make sure that, you know, everybody get an opportunity to talk. But, uh, I got to uh, thank a new sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast, uh, Dynasty Owners uh, Fantasy Football League. Uh, it says, are you tired of the same old fantasy football league uh, that you hear about online that gets canceled year after year? If so, Dynasty Owners has your back. Dynasty Owners unite the fun and excitement of fantasy football with the skills and strategies of the front office by incorporating a salary cap and real NFL player salaries. For diehard fantasy football fanatics, they want the real GM experience. It adds a whole new level of strategy to fantasy football. We think it's such a big difference maker that we hold three patents on it. Go to DynastyOwner.com. Once again, that's DynastyOwner.com for new leagues for the 2021 season that are forming right now. So once again, that's DynastyOwner.com. All right, we're going to open up the phone lines. Uh, hope everybody, uh, like I said, just you know, keep your calls at a minimum. Feel free to chime in. 
uh, talk about anything that you would like to talk about sports related. Like I said, we're we're live on all platforms, so feel free to talk about anything you feel. Okay, putting the link in in the chat right now, and um, like I said, man, I'm just fired up, man. I'm fired up. Yeah, they they picked it. I, we picked the right episode because I'm I'm fired up. While we're waiting, look, I love Drew uh, like everyone else. Uh, we're more than that. Yeah, but that's 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 the narrative that people been following the entire time. That's what they've been following the entire time. So when people say Drew Brees, Drew Brees, Drew Brees, Drew Brees, that's what everybody starts to believe. And eventually, you know. When you start saying Sean Payton, Drew Brees, Sean Payton, Drew Brees, like, mm-hmm. Gonna go to Keen Arthur, man. Keen Arthur, how you doing, man? Man, what's up with you? What's going on, man? How you doing on, on edition of the State of Saints podcast? How I was doing? doing good till I read the title of your video. Yeah, man. Look, man, I just, <laughs> I just had, I just had to keep it real, man. I had to keep it real. Very, wasn't very happy or satisfied with what I saw, man. The, the disrespect. Of that ranking that I saw. I mean, just just total disrespect, man. But I would love to get your take on it. What you think about the, you know, the 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 power rank? Said, <laughs> bro, I I gotta give credit what credit is due in terms of you know I personally you me and you had this conversation. I personally don't think the Buccaneers better than us, right. even in the playoffs. We discussed mm-hmm. it. The things that led to us losing. It wasn't them just dominating us offensively. They we turned the ball over. Mm-hmm. In the red zone, they couldn't right. move the ball on us when they had to start at their other center and at their part of the field. Right. So that's it, neither here nor there. But credit to them for getting it done anyway. They capitalized off our mistakes, whatever. Right. But bro, you're not gonna tell me you're gonna put the PBS Channel Championship Cowboys above us, bro. The disrespect, bro. The the disrespect, man, dog. How man. you become how you become America's team and you don't have nothing to show for the last 40 years? Man, that's all I'm saying. That's <laughs> all that's all I'm saying. Like what oh, oh, bro. And then you put the junior varsity 49ers above us, bro? Man. Are you kidding me? Them people in the since 20 what? 18, 17? Man, bro. I I don't know. They they I know what their argument is, but like like I said, man. The problem I have, Keenan Arthur, is how they're willing to give other teams the benefit of the doubt, yet they don't give the Saints the benefit of the doubt. I mean, I just don't get it. Like, when they'll say stuff like, well, Dak Prescott got hurt. I mean, okay, the, Drew the, defense was, the defense of the Cowboys was terrible, like, like awful, god-awful. Mike Nolan is fired as we speak, looking for a job, looking through the classifiers right now to find work. But, that boy about to drive for Uber Eats. Man, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't understand, bro. Like how teams get the benefit of the doubt, yet the Saints don't. Somebody explain it to top, me, man. Who, huh? who else was in that top? Man, I pull it. I pull it back up for you, man. I pull oh my it back god, up. the okay. Seahawks. Seahawks. Well, look, I ain't got I a problem. The Seahawks to me, they kind of on that that same type of wavelength with the Saints to me. You know what I'm saying? Like they that team that can beat anybody, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I, I can get it. But 49ers, like, the argument and the narratives, like, they have a quarterback competition right now. So I'm pretty sure that's the excuse that they're going to have for the Saints. So what's the difference between the Saints and the 49ers? The Saints, in my opinion, I mean, they, they have more than what the 49ers lost. 
Like, right. you got to account for Robert Sala. Robert Sala got a head coaching job for the Jets right now, their former defensive coordinator. I Like, honestly, name a team who had a defensive coordinator that had a team ranked in the top five in defense, goes and becomes a head coach, and that team still replicates that top ten. Right. Vic Fangio, I named him for the Chicago Bears, man. He goes to the Denver Broncos. The Chicago Bears fall out of the top five in defense. Robert Sala, you know what I'm saying? Rob Marinelli, uh, Chris Richard, the list goes on and on. Uh, um, uh, um, Quinn, Dan Quinn, when he left the uh, when he left the Seahawks, they fell out of the top five. So how is it that you're giving this team the benefit of the doubt? You expect them to have good quarterbacking, good play calling, Good defense and a starting quarterback that's credible. But the Saints, only thing you have against them is saying that Drew Brees gone, man, knock it off. <laughs> and then knock you got up. the Rams up there. The Rams. Man. Uh-uh. Jared Goff. No, no, no. They got Matt they got Matt they got Matt Stafford. Oh, I know who they got. They yeah, just they swapped got... they just swapped quarterbacks because they because their quarterback play was terrible. Mm. But they got they got a better opportunity to win the NFC. Boy, look. You can't put stock in penny. This is why people don't buy penny stocks. Man, shh. <laughs> mm, this, this is ridiculous, ridiculous bro. bro. All I'm, saying, I'm calling it right now. Atlanta going to have a better record than uh, the Buccaneers next year. Mm-hmm. Man. <laughs> I'm calling it right now. Wow. It's going to be way take. better. That's I'm a just saying it's going to be better. That's a hot take. <laughs> it is. I, I, look, I, I'm, look, I ain't got really got no problem with the Rams. I, I really don't. Um, I think that they're good defensively. They always are good defensively. I like what I've seen out of Cam Akers. I think that he's going to be better catching the ball at the backfield, running between the tackles. So I'm not going to say that I don't understand the Rams. Cowboys? (laughs) 49ers? I don't understand. I I don't. I don't understand that. I don't. I I don't. Even Green Bay. Like Green Bay, you don't even know if Aaron Rodgers is going to play. You don't know. I mean, all I'm hearing, like, all I'm hearing is Jordan Love is not Aaron Rodgers. And when teams start saying stuff like that, what that tell you? That they ain't liking what they seeing in practice. That's all I'm saying, King Arthur. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for chiming in. Uh, call back anytime, brother. Appreciate it. All right, bro. All right, take care. Yeah, man. I, I, look, I can understand the Rams. I really can't. I, I can. I can even, for, from a certain extent, I can even understand the Seahawks, but the Cowboys and 49ers, seriously, dude. Like, what? What are we doing? What? What are we doing, man? Stop it. We're gonna go to Josh, man. Josh, how you doing, man? Hey, what's up, brother? Can you hear my mic pretty good? Yeah, I can hear you just fine, man. Uh, what you got for us? All right. Well, before I get to that, man, I'm calling Ghostface Griller. Oh, Ghostface Griller told me tonight that he knows how to play guitar. Whoa. So he's got to call in tonight. He's got to play us a little bit of B.B. King or a little bit of Stevie Ray Vaughan or something. He's got to give us a few minutes of a show here. Maybe you and him can do business on an intro song or something. He's got to give us something tonight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Ghostface Griller, man. Always got positive vibes, man. So I, I know he, if he's playing a good time, I know you got something good for us, man. Love. Yeah, Ghostface, love to hear that. calling you out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Ghostface is a great guy, though, man. Yeah, man. Absolutely. One of the, one of a kind, man. Love him, man. Shouts out to Ghostface. But I'm going to say something. Like, did you get to the serious point of the topic, though? I, uh, you're not going to like what I have to say. I put it in the comments. Um, 
we are better than the Cowboys. The Cowboys thing is very disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I feel like the media is right to place us at seven for one reason. Um, we gave away seven starters on defense. Mm-hmm. And um, they're all, almost almost all of them are former pro bowlers. Mm-hmm. So we don't even know what we have on defense. And you could say we had depth on defense. But the people that are starting this year were good last year as rotation guys. But we don't know what we got with starting guys yet. And those guys are pretty young anyway. So I don't feel like our defense is going to be too good this year. I don't think it will be 2014 terrible. But I feel like we're going to have one of those uh, typical Saints seasons where the offense scores a lot of points, but the defense is going to give up a lot of points. Mm. Um, you know, so I don't think this is going to be a great year for the defense. So I, I think – that ranking, with the exception of the Cowboys being put above us, is probably pretty – most of the time the media is wrong about us, but I think they're probably right this time. You mm. know, because I think every, all our star power really is on offense. Mm. When I look at when I look at defensively, like, let's look across the board, you know, about who they actually lost. Okay, they lost they lost Janoris Jenkins, right? If I'm not mistaken, Janoris Jenkins, he was number two – uh, number two cornerback. Who else did they lose defensively that you feel like would be such a, a, a huge deal and a huge loss? Okay, so now I'm having a brain freeze, bro. I mean, Sheldon Rankins, who's uh, God Sheldon bless Rankin. him, but he, man, he's been in and out the lineup, torn Achilles, torn MCL, LPL, NAACP, FBI. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like him, but I mean, to me, the Saints, I, I feel like this. You have chemistry on this team. You have the same defensive coordinator. So I feel like that gives them advantage over the 49ers who lost Robert Sala. I don't think people are giving Robert Sala the credit for how good he had that defense playing. Like, there's a reason why you have, like, some of these guys that you never heard of defensively end up, you know what I'm saying, playing real good for the 49ers because he's know how to develop those guys. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, look, I, I, I think you have an interesting point, but it's just hard for me to just believe that Saints is going to fall off a cliff. So where do like, you see our defense ranking? I, defensively? I think the Saints can have like a top 10 defense. That's not hard to do. That's not, a, that's not hard to do. Like, I think they can have a, I think they can have a, a top 10 defense. If, you know, pending, you know what I'm saying? If they have a credible pass rush, Cam Jordan go back to the way he used to be. I think they can have a credible pass rush. You know what I'm saying? I think they can play good defense. You know, I think they got some smart players. These guys been together for a long time. Good chemistry. Same defensive coordinator. I feel like that's beneficial. And, you know what I'm saying, you got a lot of these young players that develop on the defensive line. Now, the linebacker position is still questionable, but I don't think it's to a point where the Saints just going, man, just self-destruct. I just can't see it, man. They, they, their coaching staff is just too good to me. Well, I mean, I hope you're right. And, you're, and I mean, you, you are like right about like the staff. I mean, with the exception of Dennis Allen. Um, but, um, you know, we'll see. But I think that, oh, and another thing, Jameis will have some interceptions this year. We got to, but we got to be, be patient with him. We have yeah. to remember he hasn't worked out his kinks in real game time yet. So we got to let him get through that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel I, like he's going to be a superstar quarterback um, real soon. Yeah. I, I'm interested to see that, man. But Josh, thank you so much, man. I really do appreciate it. Call back anytime, man. All right. Call back in a couple of minutes then. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Take care. Yeah. Man. Right. yeah, I mean, look, that's an interesting take. Uh, you know, Josh believes that they, you know, 
they got a good spot. You know, like they, they lost some players. Look, but look, I think chemistry, it, it plays an important role, man. Like I really do. I think the chemistry in the secondary, I think offensively, I, I me personally, I, I would, this may sound crazy, but I think the defense might end up starting out playing better than the offense. Cause I feel like the offense, you have to account for the quarterback position. A lot of people aren't putting a lot of stock into this whole minicamp thing. What the Saints did in minicamp was pretty unconventional. Like, it was a lot of classroom stuff. And I feel like the reason why it was more classroom-oriented because they had to account for the fact that they had a new quarterback. They're going to have a new quarterback. It's going to be a completely different system. And you sitting down, you're going to have to be a student of the game. So it would not surprise me whatsoever if the offense – doesn't come out the gate just lighting the world on fire. You know, I think we can kind of, we might end up seeing like maybe some early Tampa Bay Buccaneers type stuff going on with the Saints. You know what I'm saying? How it took them a, a little bit of time for the offense to develop a chemistry. It wouldn't surprise me if the defense, who I feel like is more of a cohesive unit at this particular stage, comes out playing better. Now, it wouldn't surprise me at all, but we, I'm uh, going to go to uh, Chris. Chris, uh, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing great, TJ. How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing just fine, man. Uh, what you got for us? Oh, my. I, like, I, I love Dak. I mean, he come from my school, Mississippi State. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, like, I love the man, but no, the Cowboys, no. I, I do not agree with that. I'm a Saints fan through and through. I like Dak as a player, but no, absolutely. I, that Those rankings, like, yeah, the Cowboys, they got the best chance. They got the fifth best chance. Man, shut up with that. <laughs> the defense is mu- nothing but a turnstile. Your corners can't cover anything. You basically have the worst secondary in the league, in my opinion, pretty mm-hmm. much. And you didn't you didn't get the guy you wanted in the draft because Denver and the Panthers got the guys you wanted ahead of you. Like, what are you talking about? And then the Packers. I can, I can agree with the position if Aaron Rodgers is there, but the way he's acting – I don't think he's playing, and I trust Jameis Winston way more than Jordan Love. Jameis started for five years; he knows how the league works. Right. I don't agree with that one. And then you got the 49ers. Yeah, they got a great head coach in Kyle Shanahan, but they get injured ha- half the time. That's what happened in it was 2018, wasn't it? Yep. 2018. That's when they first got Jimmy. All their whole defense went out, as well as their quarterback. Yep. 2019, they all stayed injury-free, made that mm-hmm. great run, but their offense right. couldn't keep up. And then their entire defense collapsed again through injury. And they lost Robert Sala. Right. What are you, why are you ranked so high? Rams, I, I, even though I hate to say it, I can understand why they're yeah. ranked that high. Same with same with the Buccaneers, of course. you got to give credit to the champs, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Uh, Seahawks, I'd say we match up probably the best, like, close to them against pretty much. Yeah. So. All right. But Seahawks, you've got Russ running for his life every place. I don't even know how you're doing that good, basically. You still got, yeah. like, I think I would take our offensive line probably over any other offensive line in the league pretty much. Yeah, don't I think. agree. Best I tackle agree. duo, amazing center. Guards are the only iffy position, I would say, basically. Yeah, and I think just a, a second year under uh, Cesar Ruiz belt, uh, Eric McCoy, if they decide to switch him up, I think that it might pay dividends for them. I mean, these didn't have a full off season, man. Last year, that, that, was that's tough playing offensive line. If I'm the Saints, I am not moving Eric McCoy to guard. Mm. I think you have 
Eric McCoy, you could argue, I believe, is the best center in the NFL, if not mm. one of the – at least a top three center. Mm. I'm not jeopardizing that to move a guy who I – who even though he only played center in college, where I know I've got a proven commodity at center, yeah. I'm just going to say, hey, tough love, man. you got to play guard, basically. you just got to figure it out quickly, basically, is what I'd say to him. Yeah. But, yeah, like – Playmaker. Also, did you hear that Nikhil Harry wants a trade? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that, man. Well, I, I heard I, about that. I would. I heard a few people saying, "Oh, he might Saints were a destination." Um, I don't think so. I, he, you know, he reminds me a lot of a uh, a Marquez Callaway type, but without like, with, but what, Callaway without, has like, broke what, expectations, basically broke out of expectations. So I see potential in Callaway. I you have Nikhil hasn't shown me anything. Man, the kill haven't shown me anything, but his last name is Harry. Like the dude is just straight. Like honestly, man, like you got the man, you got the the nerve to talk about you want to get traded for what, man? Like honestly, you ain't proving you, nothing. You you he, ain't he, you he ain't not, a hot commodity. You'll no. be lucky if you're even on a team. You'll probably be on a depth chart next offseason when Patriots release you. Pretty much, man. He hasn't shown me anything at all. You know He's what I'm saying? Not, like, I can like tell you right at now, all. He ain't getting that fifth year option. I can tell you that right now. No, he ain't getting that, he's he's so it's basically he got this year and maybe next year to prove that he's worth it. This year to prove he's worth a fifth year option. Next year to prove that if he deserves to even be on a roster. I, I don't. I just don't see it. Here's the reality, though, Chris. If you get drafted in the first round, in the, in the first like three years of your career, you you the team has selected you to be their number one wide receiver. And if anything else. They chose you to be the guy, or the least, guy, or the guy, the second the guy. best guy compared to like, like, basically like what happened with the uh, Minnesota. Even God, I hate the Vikings so much. Uh, Justin Jefferson, you you picked him up to be the guy once Thielen retires because he's getting up there in age, and he shows you that hey, he can be the guy right now. Basically. Yeah, and I, and honestly, people can make an argument, even though I like Thielen a lot. That think, Justin I Jefferson think, was the guy last yeah, year. But, they both were the guys, basically. Yeah. Like that's like an incredible thing. Right. But yeah, man, it's just like I, I still I don't understand the Cowboys pick. What's up? What? Yes, you got a great offense, but Zeke can't keep his hands together. This is why I'm always like so nervous about playing paying running backs. Thank God Alvin Kamara is <laughs> proving me wrong so far on that one, basically. But he's more of our basically our receiver, basically mm-hmm. half the time as well. So right. I, it's always like that if you like. Stuff like that can happen. What did he do when he got that huge $80 million deal? Gone. Yep. So I, yeah. I just, that was a big mistake. That was a big mistake for them. But we know Jerry Jones, he likes to take care of players. Yeah. He cares about what people think about him. He, yeah. he wants Jer- to be. Jerry Jones more of a people person. He don't care about winning anymore, I'd say. Yeah, yeah to be honest, I mean, would, would you? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you like, every single year your team is ranked, like, number one when it comes to uh, net, you know what I'm saying? Like net over the entire year when they do like these Forbes magazine, you know what I'm saying? Like countdowns and how much money a team made. They always yeah. ranked as one of the top franchises in the and world. In so 2020 when offense was not your priority, they took CD lamb, who by the way, I think was, is an amazing receiver. And I would have loved to have had him fallen a little bit more basically to the saints, but you, that was not your prior. That was not your problem. I mean, you needed help in your secondary badly. Star power, star power. That's all. That's all they want. You know, yeah, what I'm saying they, names. They just want to sell some tickets. They don't care if they yep. end up eight and nine, seven, ten. Yep. Yeah. Uh, before I get out of here, TJ, I want to give you my predictions for the Saints. I'm going to say it's either between eight and nine up to eleven and six. 
What okay. do you think that range is? Uh, low they, end eight, low end eight and nine, high end eleven and six. Uh, I got them going eleven and six. That's that's actually my record of what I feel they're going to be. You know, I think that the Saints are going to be a double-digit win team. Uh, I think they're going to make the playoffs. And I, I, I definitely think I'm just saying, like the range, like if like they like mess up like everything, like all the predictions. I would say if I had to give you an exact answer for what I would say, ten and seven or eleven and six would be my answer. Yeah, I mean, look, if if I, I feel like this, if Drew Brees was in the prime of his career, I would have the Saints like, you know, if this was Drew Brees coming back, man, prime Drew. Like, yeah, I think they would win like 13 games. But I think people have to account for the fact there were games where Drew Brees just got hot late in the game, third or fourth quarter when the Saints were down. Yeah. And he got them in positions to score. I think about that Chargers game. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I think about the game where they went down 14 nothing against the Detroit Lions and they scored five straight touchdowns. Like, it, people may have their reservations about Drew last season. Yeah. But you have to admit that there were some games that he put the he put the team on his on his back and he helped them to get over that hump. And I just feel like that comes with understanding defenses. That comes with, you know, being a seasoned veteran, seeing it all and done, doing it all. And when you have like young guys coming in, they may not be at that particular point when it comes to tempo. They might find themselves trying to rush down the field because they feel like they got to, you know, score real quick if they're down by 10 or down by 14. Yeah, it's so all, you, it's all yeah. about pacing. People, yeah. people start to panic after uh-huh. one exactly. quarter. If they're down 0-14, I'm like, there's still yes. a whole other three quarters to play. Yes. Game changes just like that. Just get yep. a tempo and start making good plays, basically. Start just making progress, basically. Yep. But, yeah, I, I still think Jameis is going to beat out Taysom easily for the starting role. I think – the vertical passing game is going to come back to the Saints pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think they're going to stop basically with the short and intermediate thing. I think Traquan, if he breaks, if there's a time for him to break out, it will be this year. Hmm. Yeah. Drafting yeah. the slot vertical threat. Uh-huh. This this is the time. If not, I don't see him being on the roster in like I, I, a year or so. Chris, I, I have to. Uh, Chris, I, look, if this was a couple of years ago, I probably would uh, agree with you on that. But they love him. Like yeah. Sean, Payton, Sean Payton loves him because how, t- how tough he is and how yeah. how good of an outside block he is. Like this dude, like yeah, a- he he blocks very well. But like when it comes to production, he puts up wide receiver three numbers, not wide receiver two numbers. Well, I, I think there's always going. I think there's a place for him. I think that he's yeah. going to get. I think he's going to get another contract. Now I ain't saying he's going to get four and five years. He might get a two year contract, a two year deal, or something like that. I would. I wouldn't yeah. be upset about that. I. It's yeah. mainly like I, I don't want him getting like a big like long deal. Oh no, no, no. Like no, I'm no. like you are a no. like because I I feel like I got something better in Marquez Callaway coming up and Deontay Harris. We can find a good position to put him at. Deontay Harris reminds me a lot, like for size and sake, of Marcus Colston personally. Mm-hmm. Like the like way he like came into the league, basically like utilities, like you can use him for. Because Sean yeah. Payton, I know, loves Deontay Harris, and at the end of the year, he was really getting involved. It just sucks in that Tampa Bay game because I feel like if our Harris didn't get injured, we'd have a lot better time running it. Because every punt return, he was either scoring a touchdown or getting us within the twenty yard line, basically, always putting. Yeah. Points on our back. So, yeah, I'm all right. I'm going to get out of here, TJ. Let somebody else answer the phone. So, okay, man. You, man. All, all right. right. Take it easy, Chris. Take care, man. All right. Man, shouts out to Chris, man. Good take right there. Yeah, man. Um, look, if I'm a betting man, 
You know, I'm not much of a betting man, but if I was, I would say Deontay Harris, when his, uh, when his contract comes up, I think he's going to get paid more. I think it might be an issue where he might end up, you know, if it, based on his skill set, based on the abilities of Jameis Winston, I can see Deontay Harris making a lot of, like, making a lot of money to a point where he might end up, you know, having to leave New Orleans due to the fact that they might not be able to pay him. Because, I mean, the dude is, like, so dynamic on special teams and he's emerging as a wide receiver threat. Like, seriously, man. Like, people are, like, comparing this guy. And, I mean, I don't I don't see it just yet. But they're comparing him to, like, the guy like a Tyreek Hill. And I think Tyreek Hill is a little bit more stocky than he is. He can kind of absorb the punishment even though they're around the same size and they're both fast. But he might – uh. He might play his way out in New Orleans. It wouldn't surprise me, man. Uh, Dennis, uh, thank you very much for the $10. Says, who that? Can't wait for this season. Said we're going uh, to water down Drew's records with extra gains for now on. Whatever we know, uh, what's up? Love y'all. Thank you, Dennis. Uh, well, look, NFL is about money. It's about getting that almighty dollar. That's what it's all about, right? Any way that they can find ways to make more money, they're going to do it. I mean, it's just what it is, right? They're, they're capitalists at the end of the day. It's a sport. We love it, but it's a business. So also, Ghostface says the the one player that will uh, lose uh, that I'll miss the most is Jackrabbit. Dude was a dog. I agree. And the teammates loved him too. They they loved him. So, but I, man, I honestly, look, this called me naive, but I just think Paulson Adebo is going to be special. I think the kid's going to be special, man. Uh, anybody that has not done already, I ask that you go ahead and get your boy a thumbs up if you're enjoying the State of the Saints podcast. I'm definitely enjoying uh, the show. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. We've got Mark. Mark says, if Taysom Hill is a dual threat running style, Lamar Jackson style quarterback for the Saints, that may work because that's the style now in the NFL. But, Mark, I got to tell you, man, a guy who has a, I mean, he has a, um, a track record of being injured. He has a track record for, of being injured, and when he was a starter for four games, what happened to him? He got injured. So running that Lamar Jackson-style offense works for Baltimore. But I'm just saying, man, you got to have a level of durability about it too. And I like Taysom. I think he's tough, but, I mean, he has a record, you know, track record of being injured. And you can say, oh, well, he hasn't gotten injured since he's been in NFL. Well, he wasn't under center every single snap. So I don't know. Like, I don't care. Like, as long as whoever they, they decide to start goes out there and ball out, that's all that matters to me. That's all that matters. Mark says, I feel if Winston doesn't fix his accuracy issues, then we will be in eight and nineteen. Well, I just can't see the Saints winning no eight games, eight going eight nine. I just don't. Like it, it, it gonna have to be something catastrophic that happens in order for the New Orleans Saints to just fall off a cliff like that. I can't buy who that nation. I can't. Like until it actually happens, I, I can't believe it. Like I can't believe it. Where's T Pain? I, I can't believe it. I, I just can't. Everyone talk about Winston and his 30 interceptions, but they forget to mention how many times he was sacked that year. And it was just one year. Everybody just hangs their hat on one year. Like this dude didn't play for five years. And man, I just, for people to think like 
this is what people I, I want people to understand what they're saying about James, right? If the Saints decide to start Jameis Winston, you're saying that he is so awful that the coaching staff of the New Orleans Saints can't help him. Have we seen on countless occasions that guys we've seen with limited skill sets don't have the skill set remotely that of a Jameis Winston, and they still go out there and play respectably. Respectable, excuse me. We still see it. So this is what we're saying. We're saying this guy is just so God-awful that he is just beyond being fixed, being beyond being corrected. Like he is just so bad that we are just wasting our time. So to me, that's like you defecating on a coaching staff, quarterback, coach, head coach, team in general. That's what you're doing. To me, it, it, to like, because... First off, you're saying that the Saints don't know what they're doing. I have to say this. I know I get mad on draft night because, I, I mean, it's just mostly my fault because I have, like, a certain expectation about what the Saints need. Not so much about who they select, right? I just don't understand sometimes. But they have shown us that they know what the, the hell they're doing. And, you know what I'm saying, I, I get it. Right, we want to win. We want to feel like winners. Woohoo! Right, but I trust this team, man. I, I feel to believe that if Sean Payton, who at, at practice comes into the facility, sleeps at the facility, watching film, got a got a little futon in his office, watches these two quarterbacks in and out, game in, game out, day in, day out, quarterback room. Uh, film study, all the whole nine. I fail to believe that Sean Payton, being a really good coach that he is, would be as content as he, content as he is by just saying, well, the next quarterback of the team is in a facility. We all know this. We've seen the Saints in desperation mode, right? When the Saints, like that's one thing you, you can say about the Saints. If the Saints need something over the last couple of years, oh, they getting it. They're going to try to get it. They traded for Eli Apple. We didn't like it, but at the same time, they felt like he was better than what they had on the other side. They decided to pick up Janoris Jenkins in the middle of the season. They felt like they needed that. They was they they traded for Quan Alexander in the middle of the season. So one thing the Saints are going to do, they are not afraid to be aggressive, aggressive to a point where they look for the best interest of the team. And I don't understand like why we just feel that they just completely wet the bed when it comes to a possibility of Jameis Winston starting. Me personally, I tell you, I feel Jameis Winston is going to be the starter. I don't feel like there's nothing that Taysom Hill can do that is going to have him beat out Jameis Winston. Because in my humble opinion, a man that's been watching football my entire life, a man that has been evaluating football for a long time, even played, a little bit. All I'm saying is this. Is all I'm saying. There's nothing that Taysom Hill can do that I feel like Jameis can't do better besides run, run fast. He, he doesn't have better arm strength than, than Jameis Winston. He doesn't have better accuracy than Jameis Winston. He's not a bigger winner than Jameis Winston. He isn't a better, I don't think he's better than anything, like drawing on a run. None of that stuff. 
The only thing that that Taysom does better than Jameis is run fast. Please, somebody tell me what you feel Taysom does better than Jameis besides run fast. There's nothing when it comes to what you look for in a quarterback when it comes to intangibles that Taysom Hill has better than Jameis besides running fast. Being able to escape the pocket. That's it. That's it. Anybody else that don't see that, I'm sorry, but you just don't want to see it. Because you're so emotionally invested in Taysom to a point where you want to feel like he is your guy. Because you've seen what Jameis did on the other team. So you're like, give this guy a chance. And it has to go beyond, oh, he plays hard. Oh, he's tough. Did you see the way he dropped that shoulder? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool about dropping the shoulder. It's good hurling over guys and giving you excitement and getting those 10 yards and dragging guys. That's cool. But we talking about playing a quarterback position. And in my humble opinion, once again, like Taysom, but there is nothing that he does better than Jameis Winston besides running fast. That's it. That is it, man. BNG Breakdown Podcast, thank you very much for the $2 says. Uh, TJ, can you resend a link uh, to phone lines, please? Uh, I'll go ahead and send a link, but um, I'll probably just take your uh, call, Aaron, and then we're going to get up out of here, man. I'm going to take a few of these comments, and then I'll just uh, send a link in a, in a second. Let me read some of these comments. Let's see. Brandon says, if we had a better salary cap situation, we would have been able to keep all those guys that we had to move on. They were pretty productive players. Look, Brandon, look, you don't sit on your hands, right? You go to work, right? You see somebody out there grinding, you don't sit on your hands, you go to work. You see other teams trying to build for a championship, you do everything you can within your power to go for that championship. And I completely understand that. The Saints understood that their window was closing with Drew, so they did everything that they could. They exhausted all of their resources in order for them to be a champion. And honestly, For the exception of like wetting the bed in the playoffs, they won a lot of football games. So, look, I I, look, I agree with what they did. They understood they was going to have Drew for a a small amount of time, and they they felt like Drew gave them the best the best uh, option to win. So they did everything they could to win. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at it. I'm I'm not mad at it at all. I I would have did the same thing. You know, sometimes you got to go to Vegas, put it all on black, all right? You got to let it ride. You know what I'm saying? You, you got to put all the chips to the table and say, let it ride. You know, you might lose. But if you win, though, how bad would that idea look? Mean, stop giving these people credit. 49ers overrated. The coaches overrated. Cowboys overrated. I don't know if y'all boys, the Saints fans, the way y'all talking on here. Look, man, look, everybody got to have an opinion, man. We can't just eat, sleep, drink, and, you know what I'm saying, all the time, Saints, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to look at it objectively. Like, I'm a Saints fan, but I'm going to keep it real. If I feel like the 49ers were better than the Saints, I say it. If I feel like uh, the Cowboys were better than the Saints, I say it. Rams, I say it. I mean, look, we have to we have to be realistic about where this team is. Like, we, we got to be realistic about that. Like, some people just feel like, oh, Hear no, you know what I'm saying? Hear no evil, see no evil, speak no like it, like if I don't say it, it don't exist. Like, man, come on, man. Like, just because you don't acknowledge rain if you walk out in the middle of your yard, don't mean that raindrops ain't falling on you. 
the Saints had some issues that people feel, you know what I'm saying, like they need to work on. I can understand that. Josh came on here, said that he felt they was in the right position. Nothing wrong with that. And he had a legitimate point. Saints had a little bit of depth last season. They lost some key players defensively. He felt that they were in the right spot. Nothing's wrong with that. Now, the Cowboy pick, I mean, who was high when they made that? But I can understand why people would have their reservations about some of the some of the, the teams, you know? I want to see the Saints win, but I, I understand. I, I understand what the, you know what I'm saying, where, where they are. Ricky says, uh, TJ, it seems like some fans don't believe in Jameis Winston. He's a good quarterback. He just needs an opportunity to show he can play with a good head coach and a team around him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, where's the good team? Where's the good show? You know what I'm saying? Like, where's the, where's the good showing of, of, of good front office, good head coaching? I mean, Tampa, when he first got there, I mean, coaches was a revolving door, right? I mean, it, it looks like, you know what I'm saying? It looked like. Gray's anatomy around this thing. You know what I'm saying? Leave new doctor come. Leave new doctor come. What the heck is going on here? Right? You know what I'm saying? So how can a person exist and be successful in a situation like that? Somebody explain that to me. Somebody explain it. Somebody explain that to me because I don't understand it. I understand that when guys come to good situations, they come to, sometimes they need that breath of fresh air in order for them to resurrect their career become a better player. I mean, people are just, you know, people are just, I don't know, man. People are just so quick to just, you know, open and shut cases on case. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I I give people opportunities in time because I understand that guys got to develop. Guy gets smoked one time on the play. Man, they need to get another cornerback. Dude, don't break a tackle, man. He's soft, man. Dude, Mr. Pad, man, I don't know why they got him. Like, come on, man. Give guys opportunity to grow and develop and play well. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just so quick to just shut a guy out. Like, we have not seen Jameis Winston in a Saints uniform for a large sample size. We have not seen this dude play football, like, consistently yet. You know, with Sean Payton, with this team. So we don't know what the dude going to do. We don't know what he's going to do. But all this stuff about people like hitting me up, man, I don't think Jameis the answer. How the hell do you know? How? How do you know this? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you know he, he's not the answer? How do you know he's not going to be, you know what I'm saying, a, a formidable quarterback? How do you know? Besides the fact, like, like, a lot of our anger about us not liking a guy, a lot of our anger about what he did in college, taking crab legs, Looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play, he played for Tampa. Tampa was bad, therefore he's terrible. You know what I'm saying? Tampa plus Jameis equals terrible. So Jameis is terrible. Like, come on, man. Give a guy an opportunity to resurrect his career. And all these folk out here that's quick to jump out the window and talk about this dude ain't the answer. If this dude light up the lead, trust and believe. I love everybody here. But we all know people love to send T- Tim, uh, Tim T.J. Jones receipts. They love to send me receipts. You said this. So guess what? I'm sending receipts. Trust and believe. Trust and believe. All these people are saying, man, he ain't the answer. He ain't the answer. He ain't the answer. 
trust and believe we're going to have a special receipt episode of the state of the saints podcast and i will have more receipts than walmart after christmas on some of you people that are willing to go ahead and say that this man isn't the answer i did it when people was talking about alan kamara miss mark ingram so much he, he a shell of himself he not that good the saints need to trade him he ain't worth the money I, I kept the receipts when people were talking about Michael Thomas not being good enough when he was up for a contract. I have more receipts, once again, than Walmart the day after Christmas. And for all those people out there that, that's defecating on this man before he pays an extended amount of snaps for the Saints, I have those receipts. Dennis, thank you very much for the $5. Says, I know they're going to surprise the league. I agree with that. So I'm going to take Aaron uh, call as one more phone call. We're going to go ahead and uh, end on that. So putting the link down there uh, so Aaron can chime in for the last time for the for the night before we get up out of here. In the meantime, we'll go ahead and read some of your comments. You see, Ghostface says our organization will put Jameis on a map. Anybody can get tools. It just depends on what they do with them. I agree. Greg says if Jameis wins to throw for 5,000 yards with a bad team, what you think he's going to do? Uh, with a good team and a good head coach like Sean Payton and a good solid offensive line. That's all I'm saying. But we about to go to Aaron. Aaron, uh, what's going on, man? Thank you yeah. for being here. State of yeah. Saints podcast. Uh, what, what you got for us, man? What's going on, TJ? How's your night been, brother? Man, it's been all right, man. I've been enjoying myself. Good show, good commentary, good calls. And uh got you on the show, man, host of the uh, Black and Gold Breakdown podcast. So what you, what you got for us, man? Man, look, I'm going to hop on real quick on this Jameis Winston uh, topic since you hot on it. Look, everybody wants to talk about the interceptions, but they also want to talk about the 12 fumbles he had in 2019, right? And mm-hmm. let me let me ask everybody this question real quick. If you're so scared of Jameis Winston's 12, uh, 12 fumbles in 2019 from two years ago, keep that same energy when you're advocating for Taysom Hill, who had anywhere between 9 to 10 fumbles, with over over a seven game stretch, and that right. was just last year, right? So what? So if you're going to play this game, what is it? Let's play lesser of two evils real quick. Who would you rather have if you're going to play this energy? Right? Would you rather have a quarterback who had only who had twelve or had twelve fumbles just two over two years ago, or would you rather have a quarterback who literally just gave you ten fumbles over seven games less than a full season ago? What would you prefer? Man. Keep that same energy. If you guys want to talk about the fumbles of Jameis Winston, or what about the interceptions of Jameis Winston? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the all-time great everybody loves and praises Peyton Manning. He had 29 in one season. Let's look at uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Let's look at Andrew Luck. What do all these guys with Jameis Winston have in common? Think real hard. Think hard. Think of one. Think of one head coach with an NFC South. They all have in common. It's Bruce. Arians. And talking about 2019, the Bucks were 31st in points per game. They were 29th in yards per game. Their run game efficiency in terms of running for a first down was bottom of the league with tw- ranked 22nd. But in that time frame, let's look at what Jameis Winston did during his time in the league since being drafted in 2016. This is all posted by, by next-gen staff. So you don't believe what I'm saying right now? Go look it up for yourself if you don't believe me. The numbers here do not lie. 
Next gen, Jameis Winston since 2016. His intermediate rate is 33.3%, which ranks first in the NFL. His air yards are for air yards per attempt, right? Everybody wants to harp about, about Drew Brees. Uh, his air yards are one of the worst in the league, right? Okay, Jameis Winston gives you 10.6. That also ranks first in the league since 2016. What about tight windows? Can he fit the ball in a tight coverage? He's been doing that since his time in Tampa Bay. His tight window rate is 19.7%. That ranks third in the NFL. What about pass the sticks? Drew Brees does pass the sticks. He's been doing that over the last, during the last four seasons with the Saints. Jameis Winston's pass the sticks rate on third down. Third down, mind you, is 63.1%. That still ranks first in the NFL. What about the pass success rate? You, you guys want to know, can Jameis Winston be successful in passing the ball and getting through his progressions, right? His pass success rate is 47.3%. That is still top 10 in the NFL ranked number six. Overall, Jameis Winston, his touchdown and interception ratio is 121 and 88. Hmm. Drew Brees does not even have, uh, has less than 40 of the touchdowns, but he has around the same number, if not more so, of interceptions than Jameis Winston in his first five years in the league. Not with the Saints, but in the league when he was in San Diego. So what does that tell you? What does that tell you about the talent of Jameis Winston and how how good of a of a coach Sean Payton is? Think about it. Sean Payton made a lesser talented Drew Brees a Hall of Fame quarterback. He is mm-hmm. going to Canton. He is going to Canton, well respected. Right. So if Sean Payton can do that for Drew Brees with less t- excuse me with less talent, you got to be wondering how much he's salivating at the mouth to work with a guy like Jameis Winston, who's arguably got the same similar type of talent as Aaron Rodgers. Hmm. Come on, guys. You guys want to talk about Taysom Hill being the quarterback? Think of it like this. Why would you want Taysom Hill to solely play quarterback when he's so valuable everywhere else? He sees the halfback. He says he sees the halfback. He sees the slot receiver. He sees the tight end. He sees special teams. With the kick return, punt return, fielding kicks, punt, he does it all on in various spots on this Saints team. He's being paid very handsomely well. He's very much compensated. He is not going to see that. You said this before, TJ. He is not going to be compensated this well or see this type of production on the field anywhere else in the league. Nope. Only Sean Payton knows how to use him to his to his uh, to his talent. To his athletic ability, no one else is going to use that. Hmm. Now you could argue, okay, you let's argue that Taysom Hill doesn't end up being the the Swiss Army knife, and he ends up holding the clipboard. Okay, you can argue that you can argue that opens up a lot more slots for other players, like like a little Jordan Humphrey for a receiver, or maybe uh, uh, I forgot I, I forgot that that undrafted tight end from from Illinois, but that opens up that opens up a spot for him. That mm-hmm. was just some spots on special teams. I know there's Lawrence Woods, an undrafted uh, returner. Mm-hmm. A lot of st- a lot of stuff can open up, but Taysom Hill is a mismatch nightmare for opposing defenses and opposing special teams. Wherever number seven is lining up, everybody has to account for him, and that yep. opens up more opportunities for guys surrounding him. When he's on offense, it opens up things like a Deontay Harris because of a, because of what he can do. With, uh, with his speed and his shifting ability. It opens up things on special teams like Mark West Callaway playing a gunner position or a JT Gray 
who earned his who earned um, a new contract with the Saints yep. partially mm-hmm. because of what Taysom Hill does on special teams. He yep. gets that highlight. Yep. So when you're so think about it before you start advocating for Taysom Hill to, to solely play quarterback because you're you're crippling you're crippling what the Saints can do in various parts of the field. If yep. you guys want this team to succeed, you do not, under any circumstance, want to put Taysom Hill solely at a quarterback position holding a clipboard without a really strong contingency plan lined up. And that is going to be very tough to do in short order this season. You would need to have a full year to get to really properly plan for a uh, for an offense def- uh, and special teams without Taysom Hill in it. Yep. Like, stop kidding yourself. Stop kidding yourselves with this. I, and, I, I don't I don't get it. You know, I mean, honestly, I, I don't understand it. Like like you like like you said, I mean, <laughs> this dude like Sean Payton is so good at offensive innovation. This dude got Tim Tebow back in the league. You got Tommy Stevens out there, you know, saying drafting Carolina going out there, getting trying to do the same thing the Saints are doing. And then you there's another uh, topic that we need to touch on that a lot of the teams used to play close to the line of scrimmage, play the sticks when Drew Brees was there because they knew the ball wasn't going to go over their head. Now think about this. Jameis Winston can throw the ball over a defender's head, right? What happens when Taysom Hill comes into the game? First off, you got to account for the fact that you can't play the sticks because he can throw the ball over your head. So the the teams are going to play the Saints further back, which means if they do decide to run RPOs, that is going to be very, very dangerous because the, the field is going to be wide open in a spread offense. So me personally, that's what I've been saying the whole entire time, man. I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? People love Taysom Hill. I get it. I, I like him too. But at the same time, the dude is so valuable being a Swiss Army knife. This is what's going to keep him in the league. If he, if Like, think about this. If he comes out here and becomes a starter, Aaron, he comes out here, plays, becomes a starter, and he flakes out. Then what? But if he go, if Jameis is the starter, you have not only Jameis, but now, you know what I'm saying, Taysom can play into the league when he's 35, 36 years old at that same position, still continuously getting the bag. This is like your last opportunity, man. I'm telling you. I want I want Saints fans and Taysom Hill supporter fans to understand this. This is this is an opportunity. If he starts and flakes out, who knows what would happen to him next? You know, I mean, you might go to another team that can't use you like Sean Payton can. So you're gonna be somewhere holding the clipboard and and, and being up on the shelf collecting dust. I mean, that, that's just the way I see it, man. But Aaron, thank you so much, man. I appreciate your uh your, your take, man, the passion. I appreciate that, man. And uh go ahead and plug your, your podcast before you get out of here. Uh, look, we got the Black and Gold Breakdown podcast going on. Uh, I recently just found out about Melon. I, I'm pretty sure I'm seeing you use Melon right now. I think it is. It's just this new streaming software for podcasts and all that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be opening up my live podcast again since training camp is right around the corner. Yeah, so man. next week, if you guys want to come around, you guys want to talk about a little passionate Saints football, I'm going to be doing that live stuff again. On Melon, since it's only fifteen dollars a month, I can definitely do that. I can crunch some numbers. I can definitely do that. That's fair. So, and on top of that, I'm going to be doing something called special guest of the week, where I handpick 
either a fellow Saints content creator or someone from my own my own follower base. You guys come on. You guys be that special guest for the day. We can talk shop, Saints talk shop, wrestling, whatever you guys want to talk about. That, yeah. that day is dedicated to you as my way of saying thank you for supporting the Black and Gold Breakdown podcast and everything it's striving to be. TJ, I want you to be the first. I want you to be the, I want you to be the first guest, man, because I would not have even started all of this without you. Yeah, you deserve that, you deserve to be my first special guest of the week uh next week when I go live. Man, I appreciate that, man. And definitely hit me up. You know, we can go ahead and uh you know talk about that. Definitely would love to, man. You already know, man. I I, I love your passion. You know what I'm saying? I love how driven you are. I love your your passion for the team and your podcast is taking off and it is it, not a coincidence, man. So keep on doing what you're doing. Sky's the limit for you, and man. You, Look, you're on your way, man, and I appreciate it. Now, you take it easy, all right? Uh, you too, TJ. Have a good uh, night, man. Uh, you too. Yeah, man, that brother's on his way. Uh, y'all, y'all can hear the passion in his voice, uh, the knowledge of the game. Yeah, he, he yeah, he going places, man. Um, yeah, shouts out to Aaron. Marie, a few more of these comments, man. You know, let's see. Let's go to hurry up and buy. <laughs> hurry up and buy. Look at what Sean Payton did with old boy. Uh, when Breeze got hurt, everybody thought he couldn't uh, throw long yards. Tell you talking about Teddy Bridgewater, yeah. Dennis says agreed. Uh, Brandon says the Falcons are a year away from full scale rebuilding mode, and the Panthers are still somewhat rebuilding. Yeah, the Panthers got a good front office though. They they making some good draft picks. They they make solid draft picks. I just don't trust. I just don't trust the coaching staff. I just don't trust the coaching staff. I don't think they got the right coaching staff. Could be wrong, though. TJ is a gracious dude. Uh, black and gold is showing uh, respect. Love it. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the guy is really good, you know, really talented. And I'm a, I'm a definitely big up people that's out here doing it. You know, I, I know how it is when you're starting out, you got a dream. You know, I mean, I don't know how other people roll, but, I mean, I, I don't have – I don't have any jealousy in my heart. I want to see everybody eat. I feel like there's room at the table for all the people out here. There's avenues and lanes for everybody to be successful. And I want everybody to be successful. If you're passionate about what you do, I mean, I don't think that you should, you know, down downgrade somebody or belittle somebody or discredit somebody because they're good at what they do. You know, that, you know, there's a blessing for you on one side. There's a blessing for them on the other side. You know, God has blessings for all of us. And I think he blesses us abundantly when we humble ourselves and we give him the praise. Right. So, I mean, I, I know for a fact I wouldn't be in this position without him. And I don't know how many religious people I have here on the show, but that's the way I feel. You know, I wouldn't be here today. Um, I wouldn't have these opportunities or the blessings that I have if it wasn't. So why not? You know what I'm saying? Why not? You know, show people love and, and respect and, and congratulate them on their accomplishments. I feel like we I feel like we 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 go so hard to try to discredit people, but we don't go that hard to congratulate people. You know, we will show up to a person. We won't show up to a person's congratulations, but we'll show up to the annihilations. Right. I, I don't like that. You know, give people their credit while they're here. You know, encourage people. If you see that they're good at something, like, you know, like push them. You know, I, I couldn't be that person. Aaron always give TJ a shout out, respect, man. Aaron is, I tell y'all, man, I'm telling you. You know, 
in a few years, y'all gonna really like see this guy elevate. Like he's really good at what he does. Really knowledgeable. Do it remind me of me when I was younger, you know? <laughs> like, you know, like when I was coming up and you know, just just had this passion about you know broadcasting and starting my own thing. Taysom gonna help Jameis. I think Ian Book gonna be that guy learning by year two. Okay, Tyrese, I think he's gonna be uh next Taysom Hill coming and helping the team because Taysom Jameis, a one-year deal. Uh we can't keep both of them. Mm. Tyrese will see. You know, I'm still I'm still up on I'm I'm still on the fence with Ian Book. Still feel like he'll career backup. Still feel like he'll career backup. Could be wrong. I would happy to be, I would be happy if I'm wrong, if, if things don't pan out with the two quarterbacks. Amen, bro. Uh Terry says, preach. Praise Jesus. Yeah, man. You, you gotta give him the praise. Got to, man. Like, especially things going good in your life. I think, you know, my my biggest issue sometimes is like when people, you know, flock to a guy when things are going bad in their life. You know, that's that's good. You know what I'm saying? That you find God and all that kind of stuff at some of the crucial points in your life. But, man, when a good thing is going, man, give them the praise, right? You know what I'm saying? Like my grandfather often says, my grandfather's a preacher, he says, sometimes we use God like an umbrella. Like, you know what I'm saying? When the sun is shining, we throw it in a closet. But when the storm and the rain comes, we look, tan the house up looking for that umbrella. You know, I mean, it, we got to give God the glory in our good moments. You know what I'm saying? And show him that appreciation, you know, when things are going well in our life, you know, and not when they're just going bad. And I feel like when you do that, you know, things will work out just fine. Well said, give me my flowers while I'm living. Yeah, I mean... I don't need, like, honestly, man, I don't really need any flowers. You know what I'm saying? I, I just, I'm just happy and blessed that you all are here. You know, like, that's, that's, that's all that matters to me. You know what I'm saying? That you all, you know, make this show what it is. I'm appreciative of that, you know, for, and I, I often say this, um, having, you know, faith and confidence and, you know, in a, in a guy from the Night Ward in New Orleans, you know, who are just passionate about broadcasting passionate about his hometown team um you know sometimes i look and i'm like i don't i don't know what what i did to be so blessed you know to have a beautiful wife and son and you know what i'm saying such great supporting you know individuals that you know email me inbox me all the time giving me encouragement man you know it's it, it's humbling and uh you know I mean, I really mean it. I'm not even just saying it. You know, it's, it's, you know, I really mean it. What up, TJ? How was your fort? Uh, if they call Ty, uh, Tyreek Hill the cheetah, then Deontay Harris is the leopard. Yeah, he pretty fast now. He pretty fast. Died like an umbrella. That's deep. Yeah, man, my grandfather, the, the king of, the <laughs> of those analogies, man. Uh, keep that ish or don't keep it at all. Yeah, bro, we appreciate it for sure. Thank you for all you do. Man, no, thank y'all. Thank y'all. I really do appreciate that. But this has been the State of the Saints podcast. been a very exciting show. Hope you all enjoyed the show. If you have not already, go ahead and give your boy a thumbs up. Give me the old Arthur Fonzarelli. Hey, two thumbs up. Let everybody know that you enjoyed the State of the Saints podcast. Also, check out the State of the Saints podcast on Facebook, facebook.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast subscribe to the youtube channel youtube.com search the state of saints podcast also follow me on twitter at state of saints as well 
as Instagram on uh, at State of Saints and uh, previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. We're brought to you by Manscaped.com. Go to Manscaped.com. Use the promo code State of Saints and you will save 20% off of your purchase. So thank you to everybody out there. Thank you to Dynasty Fantasy Football League, uh, working with them. And um, good things on the horizon for the State of Saints podcast. Keep it locked right here for all of your New Orleans Saints talk. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that?